Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome an amazing individual who has turned his passion into a profession, Maestro Professor Casey Janardhan. Professor, welcome to the show. Thank you so uh, much, Mr. Garg, and good morning to all of you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Professor Janardhan is the founder of Jay's Quill Group. He's an expert in handwriting and calligraphy, and he's been felicitated, awarded, and recognized globally. So, uh, Professor Janardhan, you know, handwriting and calligraphy is an amazing uh, subject, and most of us have forgotten how to write. Yes. What made you select handwriting and calligraphy as a career? Okay, a good question. Uh, is that, you know, I come from a family where my maternal side are into hardcore businesses mm -hmm. and my paternal side are all from the medical field into academics as well as administration and practice of medicine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, during my growing up years, I was uh, torn between whether business or uh, medicine. Mm -hmm. One side said get into business, the other side said you should become a doctor. Mm -hmm. So what happened is I got into businesses very early when I was in college itself mm -hmm. in the uh, early 80s. And I found after five years that, you know, I was feeling like a fish out of water because, you know, the ethical side from the medical profession was actually uh, making me uncomfortable in businesses. Mm -hmm. So later I sat down to think, what should I be doing in my life? Mm -hmm. I knew I had a lot of uh, innate abilities. And when I was about 27 years old, my inner voice told me, follow your passions. Mm -hmm. What is my passion? I like to talk. Mm -hmm. I'm a chatterbox. And I'm artistic. I used to do sculpting, painting, miniature model making, aero and ship models, various things, mm -hmm. and uh, lettering. And from a very young age, in my seventh standard onwards, I had a lot of inkling towards uh, writing those names on the record books, science record books. Mm -hmm. That drove me to read the Hindu. We were in Chennai those days, mm. which had very interesting styles of lettering, like the ones you see behind me there, yeah. old yeah. English and all that. Mm -hmm. So trying to copy them and then where could I find them? I mean, those were the days, you know, of uh, world without web. Mm -hmm. So I went to every printer that I knew in town and then tried to ask for that sample book that they have where you choose when you make your wedding invitations and things like that. Right. And ask them for a copy. They said, no, I have only one tattered copy. If you want, copy it down. That's mm. how it all started, copying down these different kinds of uh, fonts. Wow. Mm. And then I had heard a lot of uh, my friends' parents and other parents' distressed voices about, my son is brilliant, but he mm. failed in exams. Mm. My son is average, but he gets very bad marks. Mm. Can somebody do something? Can somebody help? These voices kept coming on. Then I know I said, this is what you need to do. Mm. Go teach people how to write well. Find out what are the problems in handwriting and solve them. Why haven't they done it? Year after year, even today, millions of students in all the English-speaking schools are suffering with bad handwriting. Mm. And then I decided to you know, go deeper into that. In the late 80s, I got a pen, an italic pen, mm -hmm. which they call it as calligraphy pen, but it's a misnomer. It's mm. an italic tip. Tried to improve my writing with that. Didn't happen as uh, it showed some samples. Mm -hmm. Tried to get some books. Books were not available. And so it set me on to a self-driven autodidactism and research work. Mm -hmm. And then 
one led to the other after I found uh, problems in handwriting. And then the next level was lettering with the understanding of typography and then calligraphy, which has a very in-depth spiritual connection. Wow. That's how I got into follow my passions to help others communicate better in writing mm. with a visual delight. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, when, you, when I was talking to you earlier, you were telling me about your journey and, you know, how you were reaching out different people in clubs, etc. I'd love to, for our viewers and listeners, uh, if you could in a concise manner, just tell us about your journey. Well, uh, when I started off as a handwriting trainer and uh, calligrapher, mm. right from my home, there was a position. No bank still financed me even today because mm -hmm. they think it's a hobby. Mm. And uh, I had a passion for teaching. So I made my teaching career as a hobby and said, I will make writing and calligraphy as a profession. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of opposition. And uh, when I went to promote it, the corporates did not allow me to enter in. Also, the gatekeeper or the security would stop me mm -hmm. saying that we don't need it. So I wore a tie and carried a briefcase to go in. Then this, uh, you know, the receptionist used to stop me. Mm. Later, I wore a suit and said, I want to get the big boys and got into all those professional organizations mm. and wrote and proved myself. And that's how I went Amazing. about getting over about 180 clients. Fantastic. So, you know, when I was reading about you, you talk about the seven elements of handwriting. Yes. yes. Tell me about these seven. You know, uh, as I said, one led to the other. We have three verticals that I found. The first one is basic handwriting for day-to-day -day writing and communication skills. Mm -hmm. If you're artistic and you want to go to adorable levels, you can go to lettering with the knowledge of typography, which is what majority of them do and uh, unfortunately call it calligraphy. Mm -hmm. Then you have the highest level called calligraphy when you have understood the spiritual dimension of your uh, positive energies, how they can be transferred into writing. Your head thinks, your heart feels, and your hand translates your thought and feel into writing with the positive energies loaded into that. Nice. Then it becomes calligraphy. Mm. So that is the three I found. Then the other central vertical, which is uh, quite controversial and contradictory according to me, is this graphology, graphonomy, and graphotherapy, mm -hmm. which is about finding your character from your handwriting. It's a mm -hmm. 60 to 70% indicator but it can't change your life completely when you change your handwriting as they claim. It can't make you rich and things like that. It's a placebo effect or it is some kind of a belief system they plant. Mm -hmm. That's the central vertical. The last one is, you know, question document examination, which is into forgery detection. So I went into study that also and have submitted a lot of reports when the police, the courts and the law firms have asked me to do. So these are the seven areas I found. The first one is the beautiful area the second one is for your character analysis, sometimes contradictory and controversial. Sure. And it's all emotionally driven. The last one is rational. These are the seven elements that I found. Fascinating. Fascinating. So moving on, how does good handwriting impact our visual, auditory and olfactory senses? Oh, well, to put it around like this, you know, many people said handwriting is boring, practicing again and again. It's a mundane activity. And I used to write for 12 hours a day when I used to be doing all those certificate citations, sit down on the cards and things like that for my clients. And I started listening to music. Mm -hmm. And somewhere the seven started playing a very important role in my life. The seven elements of handwriting I found. And then when listening to music, you know that, you know, there are seven notes in it, whether it is Indian 
ரைட்டிங் with seven exercises like the do re mi fa sol la ti or the sa re ga ma pa da ni mm. and the seven has rhythm in it it has harmony in it mm. and that's how i went about using the visual delight the auditory delight then i added the olfactory delight of uh, different notes of uh, you know fragrances mm-hmm. to make you feel very nice the western classical music relaxes your right brain there is a simile i found there when piano is being played at a particular speed the plink plonk is like droplets of water and from the fountain pen it's the minuscule droplets of ink that is flowing so smoothly and beautifully wow and when you write your b d h k l the ascenders and the g j p q y the descenders it is the violins which take you to the higher crescendo and give you a drop so the ascenders and descent descenders were simulated by the violins Amazing. and the letters t and f have a crossbar which the quick stroke of the bow would simulate it and the wind instruments like flute mm-hmm. the saxophone and clarinet and trumpets created that special effect the space enclosed by a lower case a or b so all these things i found to be simulating and stimulating me to write and it kept company for hours together 12 hours together i would never feel tired or you know it's very uh, you know rigorous kind of a thing so i brought in this in my classroom where my students learn so when your mind is calm cool and collected with this music visual delight with different colors of inks and all those things that i have on display mm-hmm. to the olfactory delight i give them a nice cup of green tea or flavored tea with biscuits for the gustatory delight mm-hmm. and when the temperature is 23 degrees your skin feels nice from head to toe so when all the sensory organs are stimulated to the uh required level mm. learning happens beautifully wow this is what i found i have never ever heard such an incredible explanation thank you professor so moving on what made you start a unique museum of handwriting lettering calligraphy fountain pens and other instruments and other writing instruments wonderful question you know i have seen some seniors of mine who collected a lot of things like you know people are crazy after pens fountain pens watches books and all that and when that person dies if there is a family member who also has the same passion they continue mm-hmm. otherwise unfortunately they are disposed of unceremoniously mm-hmm. so that was very sad because you know so much of love and affection and emotion is loaded into these collections mm-hmm. and i thought of myself i'm collecting such a lot of things on books pens and all what will happen to it after me mm. and what will happen to it after my friends who have collected mm. then i decided let me form a trust and then create a museum which will be the storehouse and the custodian of various emotional collections of people mm. and keep this art form alive by having film shows on the history of writing mm-hmm. the different styles the methodologies and then the current situation in the digital age and show them all that 
pens, pencils, and instruments, give them an experiential effect to keep this art form alive and mm. moving on and on. So that's what made me start this museum. And also thanks to all the museums that I visited in UK, which uh, motivated me to start this museum in 2016. And I'm glad that the Italian ambassador, His Excellency Lorenzo Angeloni came to inaugurate this place. And then we have had a lot of diplomats from the British uh, High Commission and the MP from Britain, Rolls-Royce, and many more visiting this museum. Fascinating. And in your own collection, you must have got some fascinating fountain pens. Yes. Which are some of your uh, most you know, precious fountain pens? Okay. Uh, okay. For everybody, I think uh, you also may be having the uh -huh. Mont Blanc is like yeah. the Rolls Royce. Correct. The Mont Blanc 149 is the classic pen. Mm. And of course, there are so many other pens which are collectibles. Mm. I have one of John Lennon. Mm -hmm which was a limited edition. And then uh, there is something called as uh, the various uh, personalities who are being celebrated. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I can't afford to buy all of them because mm -hmm. they're all uh, very, very expensive and True. out of my reach. I would True. say they're excellent, but I know it may not be affordable by me at this time. Mm -hmm. Then I also have some interesting uh, pens made in India and uh, Various kinds of fountain pens, there's numerous ones, but I love and I enjoy this. Then there was another local pen company who is from Kerala. Mm -hmm. uh, he's actually a masala manufacturer okay. where the fountain pen bug bit him. So he made this pen with olive wood, rhodium plated and Swarovski crystal and gave it to me. Wow. So there are some rare pens like that, which I have in my collection. Fantastic. And there are innumerable nibs, mm. quills, and uh, inkwells, various things. I enjoy writing with all of them. Amazing, amazing. And where is this museum? This museum is located in the heart of uh, the city of Bengaluru, okay. in a place called Fort, uh -huh. which is unknown to many people. I'm trying to uh, get back that identity of Fort. Mm. And I'm sitting amidst 13 monuments over here. It's mm. a very historical place. We are inside the Fort of Bengaluru. Fascinating. So my next question to you, Professor, is that with the advent of computers and handheld devices, handwriting has diminished significantly. What can be done to revive interest? Wonderful. First of all, if I, I'm, I have planned to have a global handwriting competition with almost 25 parameters. If we can encourage people to write and then entry is free and give them some wonderful rolling trophies and interesting trophies. Mm -hmm. I've called it as the Golden Hand Awards, like the Golden Lion Awards in Cannes. Correct. It should be a coveted thing to possess. Mm -hmm. now, that is one way I thought I could encourage. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is we need to teach the parents and teachers what is right from wrong. Correct. Then we can also create a one crore jobs in this country as handwriting master trades. Mm -hmm. This is how we can keep it alive. And... Uh, Going back in history, from the scratching on the wall in the caves of Sumeria mm -hmm. to the Mesopotamian civilization, where mm -hmm. they used the bamboo reeds on the clay tablets, mm -hmm. to the Indus Valley, as well as the uh, 
other civilizations, the Maya and Inca, and the Eastern scripts, I mean, Eastern uh, pictograms like uh, Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese, and mm. Korean, mm. the act of handwriting has remained. We came to papyrus and the quill, then we came to the paper and the nib, and now I'm so glad to tell you, your Samsung phones have a stylus. Your Apple iPad 9 have a pencil. So the act of writing still remains. Correct. According to me, the surface and the implements have changed, but the mm. act of writing will remain as long as human beings are alive. How wonderful. I'm very passionate about fountain pens. In fact, I only write with fountain pens. So Lovely. That's so nice to know. That's wonderful. In fact, the, 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 the Mobla you showed me, I've got the thick Mobla. Yes. And I've got another, another Mobla, which is a solid silver Mobla. So... Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so glad to know about it. Wonderful. So moving, coming back to you, Professor, tell me about your Be Your Own Master programs. Okay. So when I did the self-introspection, as I told you, Mm -hmm. I love to talk. I started my informal teaching career in my college days. Mm -hmm. It was like an informal arrangement of a teaching assistantship. Mm -hmm. So I started uh, teaching there and then later I got into teaching management in various B schools and universities in Bangalore and Karnataka. Mm. Then I found, you know, a lot of people, even after being qualified, were struggling in their careers. Mm -hmm. They were all becoming like a square peg in a round hole or a round peg in a square hole. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided, look, what I have done to myself. I found my passion and I pursued it. Well, Mm. the journey was very arduous, but still, Mm. there's a lot of satisfaction at the end of the day. Mm. So I decided even so during the pandemic and after this, now I feel once we know who we are, what we are, and the purpose of life is clear, Mm. I think we can become masters of our life. And that's how this Be Your Own Master has been happening, Mm -hmm. where I'm helping a lot of youngsters as well as middle-aged people to find their niche and then the purpose of life. Money comes, money goes. But then, you know, at the end of the day, we need satisfaction. We need to leave achievements which become immortal. Very well said. And moving on, you know, you teach power writing to British students. Yes. Tell me about this program and why can't we do this for Indian students? Well, uh, I have greater acceptance in Britain than in India. That's an (laughs) irony. Okay. So I had an opportunity to go to Britain in the early, I mean, mid 90s. And later I went as a cultural ambassador through Rotary in the year 2001. When I had the opportunity to teach them in their county schools and universities, Mm -hmm. why I coined this word power handwriting is good handwriting is fine. Everybody says good, good. But then there are no parameters to judge them. Mm. Power handwriting, I have created parameters. And why I call power handwriting is I became the first and the only Indian to write my own passport. It had the power to convince the external affairs ministry. Mm. I wrote my... Uh, daughter's birth certificate and my father's death certificate, all emotions loaded, emotional documents. Wow. And it got me uh, visas to US in a jiffy. Mm-hmm. All I had to do is to give a handwritten letter and it, like, like they say, a thing of beauty is joy forever. Correct. And it melts the onlooker and then, you know, he, he does, he wants to go the extra mile to do something for you. That's mm-hmm. when I said it's got the power to get so many things done, which normally is impossible. Mm-hmm. There are so many instances like that. I just gave you a few of them. Amazing. So that's where it's power handwriting. And I told the British, look, you have the power in your hands. Unleash it. Mm. So as the saying goes, the stroke of the pen and the power of the tongue will always rule supreme. <laughs> well said. And one more question before I move to the next segment. Can yes. one start to learn good writing at any age? Or do you have to be 
Because you start from time you're in junior, very young in school. An excellent question. Now, what age to start? People are confused. Actually, children should start formal writing only after they're five and a half when their fine motor skills are developed. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, today they're starting at two and three, which mm -hmm. is going against the biological development. Mm -hmm. And for the grown-ups, I found 14 plus were ideal because they were uh, mature enough to understand the importance. Mm -hmm. And my oldest student has been 65 years old. Age is not a deterrent if you are uh, eye and hand coordination is fine. Any so, age you can learn. So you, do you offer online classes also for people? Uh, online is becoming a little difficult. It's like when swimming can be taught online and successfully, I think I can do this. <laughs> what I've done is I've brought a hybrid version uh -huh. where they spend about uh, three days, three full days with me, where I need to do a lot of uh, analysis work of uh, mm. capturing their uh, writing in photographs and video. It's almost like going to a hospital, giving your blood sample for pathology, MRI and uh, all those scans. And then we know exactly what are the areas of improvement and take them across. So the first three days are important in person. Mm -hmm. Later, practice can happen online. Wonderful. So, Professor, uh, I'm now going to move to the next segment. Uh, yes. I have a few questions for you personally. I have time for three questions now. Yes. So let me start by asking you that, you know, what are some of the core values you believe in? Wonderful. First is trying to be ethical in everything we do. Mm -hmm. Ethics is the topmost thing. Mm. Second is perfection. Mm. To attain perfection, you need to have perseverance. Mm -hmm. Now, these are the top three, ethical, perfection, and perseverance. Okay. So that we could do a fantastic job and it will lead to achievements which will become immortal, as right. I said earlier. Right. That's what I look for. Wonderful. Okay. So my next question is that, you know, in a life well lived, you've done such amazing things with writing and calligraphy. What does success mean to Professor Janardhan? Success is how I have been able to make a difference to myself and all the other people that I come in touch with in my life. How can I enhance the others, either with their handwriting or with their livelihood, so it's, that is what is success to me. Okay. Money comes, uh, money goes. I, achievements. I, achievements I, is success to me. Wonderful. Uh, last two questions. Uh, my next question to you is on failure. And I've often said this. Uh, I have a new book also on failure. Um, I've often said that parents in India or Asia don't teach children it's okay to fail. We're always told come first in class, go to the head of the line, etc. And that manifests itself in our behavior patterns. Yet we fail, we learn. So my question to you, sir, is what are some of your learnings from some of your mistakes? Well, failure, I took it as a part of the whole journey. Mm -hmm. Whenever there were failures or some barriers that came up, mm -hmm. I started looking at myself as a stone crusher. Mm -hmm. Hey, you mountain, I'm going to grind you to dust and go ahead. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things happen, sometimes they don't, because life is a roller coaster ride, as I have experienced. Mm -hmm. You must learn to take it in your stride so that a lot of learnings happen from all those failures. And next time you don't commit that and you take a path which is, you know, a different approach to try and succeed. But the success has many meanings, as you know. Okay. For me, it is 
what are the achievements that I have got and failure is a part of it. It is a part of it. it it's a package deal. It can't be, you know, uh, separated and appeal to all the parents. Unless you fail, you will not know how to succeed. Wonderful. And my last question to you, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. What is your advice to people wanting to start writing well? First thing is have patience mm -hmm. and the endurance, perseverance to perfect what you're learning. Mm. That is for basic handwriting. You can delight a lot of people, mm. like the saying goes, you know, you can impress anyone, anytime, any age and anywhere with mm. beautiful power handwriting. If you want to become a professional, it is two pronged. One is you need to perfect the art form. Mm. And the other is to become a professional, you need to learn what is customer service and how to go about approaching the customers professionally and keeping them happy. Go not that extra mile, extra miles to keep them happy. Now, these are the two things that people have to follow to become successful in this profession of calligraphy. Fantastic. Professor Janardhan, um, I'm grateful for the time you've taken to speak to me. Thank you for taking me down this incredible journey. I mean, I had never ever imagined, I also learned writing in those four line books when I was very young, but I had never understood what you taught me today, which are the ascenders and descenders of alphabets. I mean, this is something really new I've learned. And one thing that I promised I was promising myself as while listening to you is that I'm going to start writing more cogently. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you again <laughs> and good luck. Thank you for the opportunity to share some bits and pieces from my journey. I'm grateful to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.